0: I always forget that I'm way paler than anyone else.
1: Me too. I get that a lot from people Uh. (laughs) that you are,
0: yeah. Hi, I'm Janae from the Sharp Index, and I'm excited to sit down for our inaugural Sharp Conversations. And I'm really looking forward to this discussion because I talk to a lot of people about about healthcare IT. We have a toolkit for people who want their electronic health record to be better because across the board, people don't think they're fantastic and you're both experts in both realms. So can you introduce yourselves? Go for
1: it. Okay, so I'm Suba. I am a hospitalist at Penn Medicine. I am also an informaticist and founder and CEO of Caroline, which is really a labor of love and passion over the last 15 years, which I spun out as a company a few years ago. So really excited to be here and talk about this really important point Uh, or this really important topic.
2: I'm Gabe Charbonneau. I'm a family practice doctor in rural Montana, but I have sort of myself taken a back seat from the building tech. Um, And I think you guys both know, I've gotten into the grassroots doctors organizing. And so what my my main work now is, um, in my time when I'm not practicing medicine is uh, with Medicine Forward, which is a a, a grassroots physicians network. Um, And we're working on a project for this summer, hopefully in June, collaborating with ACP on um, really raising awareness and disrupting what's wrong with prior authorization.
1: Love it. Oh, I love that.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm up to.
1: Well, I have a question. I, I would love to hear about how you started Fight Burnout and Medicine Forward. Yes.
2: Well, okay. Um, I, I really felt this focus on, okay, the system is really not working, but overall, most people inside of healthcare are good people. There's a ton of really good people trying to do good work, trying to make a positive difference. And so I, I, I just started journaling about it. And I was reflecting on my okay. own day job and family practice, and um, decided that like, well, when you can't solve problems, like in a tactical way, like, what if, what if there was a symbolic way to like show that I have hope that I believe that people can overcome these things. And so that's where this came from. And so if you've seen the shirt, um, it's essentially the rod of Asclepius, the rod of medicine with the snake around it being symbolic for medicine and the people in medicine, and then a Phoenix raising that out of flames below as this symbol of hope. And then it has the words fight burnout. We are trying to like, help reverse this trend of everyone being ground into the ground from working in the EMR and feeling like they had less autonomy than ever and that their jobs were just exhausting. Um, and so so burnout started to emerge as this trend that was really important and I was like well, what can you do with burnout? Well, I'm going to create a symbolic gesture for that I believe in the future of humanity overcoming burnout. So it's it becomes fight burnout. And the, also I'll throw in there, speaking of things I like to watch, I love Harry Potter, which I think um, I, you guys might both already know that. So the Phoenix imagery, partly inspired yeah. by Yeah, I love that. it. And um, there's another tangent. It is a
0: good image. That's something. Yeah. That's, it is a great image. That actually was one of my first impressions of you because... I was like, this is a good image. Like who, who did, remember I asked you, I was like, who made that? That was really good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My subconscious, I can't really take credit for it. It was like the Phoenix was more intuitive than anything. It was just something that I liked and um and i didn't know it was going to work actually when i first made it i just made this shirt for myself i'm like i don't really care this is important to me i'm going to make this shirt for myself and i'm going to make it like the nicest shirt that i can like really good material i'm going to have it printed at this local shop that makes great (laughs) t shirts because i had made one before it turned out that like yeah it just blossomed into something that was was bigger but the thing that i love the most is that what what started to emerge was that it felt really good to give that shirt to people. Like, especially if someone was doing something that I was inspired by. So here's this thing that's symbolically meaningful to me. And then I can give it to someone else and say like, Hey, this is sort of like your award for being awesome. And, and then people loved wearing it and, and would like write to me about like how it made them actually feel more hopeful. And I was like, okay, perfect. This is like, so great. Super good vibes. Right. Super if you could have like anything happen that was something that would really help you with your effort, like uh, sky's the limit, something magical. Mm. Like wow, what kind of changes would just transform things?
1: This is great. Uh, I think it would be, if I was going to sum it up in one word, it would be choice. Choice for the people who want to use our platform to be able to make that choice for themselves. You know, yeah. that provides a lot of, I should say leads to a lot of burnout with a lot of the people I speak to. they so like, I have a lot of things I want to use. I'd love to use this. I'd love to use that, but I don't get a choice. And it's hard for me to make that happen. Um, and I, I guess the corollary to that would be alignment between IT and, and what clinicians um, are asking for, but yeah, yeah that's a hard one.
2: So the the analogy that I've been sort of obsessed with is um, is the App Store ecosystem on our phones, mm-hmm. and um, and but not just that, but also the history of how that all happened. Be, there's a there was a really interesting historical podcast I listened to that talked about how BlackBerry um, how that whole thing happened, where BlackBerry was really dominant um, and, and what smartphones were like before the iPhone and Mm -hmm. specifically like before the app store opened everything up. And part of it was actually this philosophy that carriers wanted to be in control of all the apps that you could have. Yeah. So, so a lot of us don't remember what it was like when like you had a phone and it might be a smartphone, but the only things you could have on it were like carrier approved. So Verizon says you can have this app, but Sprint says you have that app. And so, that feels like the world that we're living in uh, where it's like so you, true. you brought up choice and think about how that transformed everything when the iPhone came along and when it first came out with the app store where you could mm-hmm. put apps on there that like wouldn't destroy everything like there's a review process yeah. and but like you let people decide what did they need and vote with their downloads for what was helpful and so yep. in that way like you leverage this collective interest and intelligence for like what people want and need to to work Versus like the model that we're in right now, it's like, here's your one size fits all technology product. And someone that you don't know picked it for you. And it was the best of bad options. And yeah. it's not customized for anyone. <laughs> but you're going to use And you that. don't
1: want it. You want something different. Too bad. <laughs> and
2: so it's kind of like that carrier lock-in thing. An
1: interesting analogy.
2: Taxpayers paid for that. Billions of dollars. Yes, we did.
1: <laughs> you tweet Simon Sinek, quotes you tweet his quotes all <laughs> the time oh yeah he does and all the quotes that you've posted have always resonated with me um and when i was on service just now a couple of weeks ago i constantly found myself saying to the residents and to the everybody's like you have to ask why like why does this person have this diagnosis why yeah. is this person on this medication why does this person still have a foley? Do they still need this foley? Then yeah. so when I looked up Simon Sinek the other day, it was like, oh, his first book is Start with Why? That's amazing. Yeah. So I started listening to it. Um, and so thank you for exposing me to that. But I wanted to know what is your favorite favorite book by him? And yep. and like yep. what, what draws you to his work?
2: Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad you went there. The most recent book he wrote is called The Infinite Game. Um and I I really like that one. I, well, at least I really like the concept. Um, I have to be honest that I listened to more podcasts where he talked about the ideas and got more out of that than I did the book. So sorry, Simon, Um, but I love the idea. (laughs) So I can share some of those, but they're really great about understanding how sort of our, our cultural mindset about business is part of like why we're stuck. And when I was reading that one, I um, like six months earlier, I drafted this email where I like just felt compelled after reading and listening to that, that I needed to write to Simon Sinek and tell him like, thank you for all these things. And so I wrote this big long email and I included like graphs of like, You know, the the famous one about like how the cost to life expectancy in the United States is off the rails in the wrong direction. And so I wrote about that and I wrote about like my concerns about what was wrong in medicine and how I appreciated like what he was writing and talking about because I felt like it was so important to what we were wrestling with. Um, and then I shared with him, um, a picture of like people wearing the fight burnout shirts and told him like, that this was this thing that I made. And then I put it in my drafts folder and never sent it because I was like, you know, like, I don't know, like, there's going to be something in here that's, he's just going to think this is dumb. Like people probably get emailed all the time. Um, so I'm not going to send it. And then I just let it sit for like six months and randomly, I was looking through my email drafts and found it, and I read it. I'm like, actually, this is pretty good. And like, what do you have to lose by sending it, right? Yeah. Like, and so I sent the I sent the email, and then what's really interesting is like nothing happened, and I never checked my spam folder, but I did. I don't know why. And in my spam was this response from um, from Simon's assistant, who was like, "No way, Simon loved your email and wants to set up a time to talk to you." Uh, yeah. So we, we had this like hour long conversation. He and I, um, no, yeah, yeah. That is
1: so cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Super cool. And, um, what his advice is for, for what we should do. And, and we're actually kind of experimenting with it is, um, is to basically like, Um, start creating book clubs of getting people together to like think differently about leadership. I love that. He said he's seen that work in other, other realms that it can kind of like start off as this little thing and spread into like a bigger social movement. And so there's a, there's a group of us that's reading the um, right now, the 15 commitments of conscious leadership um, and, um, and kind of going through every two weeks, we're picking a chapter and sort of trying to hold ourselves accountable to doing the work, that's whatever the commitment is for that week.
1: That is a great story. This is a great story. What are some sources of wellness in your life?
2: Ah, okay. Oh, I
1: love this question. Ooh,
2: okay, so I'm going to start with a geeky answer. So Aura Ring is a okay. source of wellness in my life. And I've tried so many different trackers and stuff. But the thing that I like about this one is it's helped me to realize, like when I'm burning the candle too hot and my patterns for doing that, and like when I need more recovery. The insights about recovery are really good. And it's helped me... To like sleep better, exercise better, know that when I'm in clinic, it's gonna run me into the ground, and so like I have to be careful, like how you know how many days I do that, and that I budget some downtime afterwards, and so it's kind of this geek data for helping me figure out like how to keep my life more in balance. I also another thing that not everyone knows is I work three days a week and have for um, twelve years and in clinic I work 3 days a week um and that's that's an amazing life upgrade cuz our job is already hard enough and I've been talking to more and more people who are realizing like that's one of the ways you can make it sustainable that control over yeah. our schedule and schedule flexibility is like a top desire and that needs to happen more um so Absolutely. so that
1: And just for the record 3 days a week still feels like full-time. Oh my, it it's not full-time. like, oh, you don't do anything for 30% It's
2: completely you know, full-time, of time. but it's like one of the only levers that you can pull on because we've sort of yeah. marked in the sand that like four or five days are full-time. Um, but with the amount of work that you do outside of seeing patients um, and the intensity of that work, it is full-time.
1: What a paradigm shift, right? If we could yeah. make that a standard that all of the other things that we're normally doing in the evening hours and the night hours and the weekend hours become daytime things just like most other jobs yeah
2: yeah
0: if they just accounted for them and
1: payment
2: and it really actually has helped me have more space for human connection which is what I want awesome
0: I'm glad that you were able to come and share your stories
2: yeah thanks for having me guys
0: this was wonderful if people want to get in touch with you or can do anything for you what what do they need to do
2: So go to medicineforward.org and tell all the physicians in your life who want to be part of disrupting the status quo because they know that we need a better system and we need to reclaim the importance of humanity and especially the importance of trusting relationships with our patients. Um, Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I'm on there. I love that. Let's bring the joy back into medicine.
2: (laughs) We'll share that. Fantastic. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. Have a great day. Thank you.